built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. I'm Colin Castleberry on a Wednesday evening with you as always. Tonight we travel from McMinnville to Smithville, from Jamestown to Gainsboro to Baxter and everywhere in between. It's a week chalked full of great matchups. Upperman and White County, your game of the week. York and Livingston Academy, a big rivalry on WLIV. And Cookville will take on Warren County in a rivalry game this week on News Talk 94.1. We'll tell you all about it. You'll hear from each of the head coaches when we come back here on the High School Playbook. It's built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, we begin tonight's show in Smithville, catching up with winners of three straight, the DeKalb County Tigers and head coach Steve Trapp. Coach Trapp, as you join us now, what worked so well against Gordonsville, you guys were able to walk away with a third consecutive victory. Uh, especially in the first half, I thought our guys just really come out and uh, you know really played probably the best football that we have played all year as far as consistency goes, execution goes, and just getting things done. So uh, just really proud of how they started that game and uh, and then ultimately getting the victory. Yeah, what uh, – excuse me. What has to uh, grow for you guys to get four quarters? You and me have talked about it kind of before. Uh, you, you, you play a great second half or you play a great first half. How do you start to – I can hear you laughing already. How do you yeah. start to, to play four – quarters of football well i mean that that's the mental side of everything uh you know when you build a 21 nothing lead you know at halftime and you know these are young individuals and teenage brains you know sometimes you know they won't admit that they'll relax uh but it's very possible that that may have happened so and you coach against that you talk to the guys at halftime how you want them to respond how you come out uh, after halftime, and, uh, you know, they still played good football, but we had a few more mistakes uh, that kind of like cost us. So, uh, but like I said, I'm still, our defense still didn't give up a point the entire night. The only time they scored was on a kickoff return. So uh, they did enough to get the win. What has to improve this week? What is the emphasis for the Tigers this week in practice? I really just get that mindset on each and every play. You know, it's it's uh you know it, it's individual battles, uh, and each play is you know you have to win those. And then the team that wins the most battles within the game, you know, for most of the time that's who's going to win the war. So, uh, you know, just taking practice very seriously. Uh, you know, we know the opponent that we have this week, the challenge that we have, but you know, hopefully they feel the same way also. But Again, it's the same message that we give every week. You know, don't take for granted your opportunity to prepare, and we want to make sure that we're the most prepared team on Friday nights. Well, speaking of preparing, you prepare to take the show on the road to Stone Memorial. What do you have to do to walk away with a four-straight victory against a very, very good Stone team who just suffered their first loss of the season? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I've been saying all year, we have to be clean. You know, we can't get up there and, you know, have turnovers, have penalties. That makes it harder to get first downs on offense. Uh, you know, defensively, we got to make sure that we're aligned right. You know, they'll do a lot of different formations, a lot of different things. So uh, it's just like every Friday. I mean, the stakes are higher. We understand that. But, uh, you know, and our guys will understand, you know, those stakes. And hopefully it will make them lock in even more than they have been doing the last few weeks. Our team has definitely gotten better through the course of the season, uh, and it's something that we want to continue to do each and every week. You mentioned it. It almost feels like every Friday now, it's one of those things where you're going up against a, a really talented quarterback or, or maybe running back mm-hmm. or wide receiver this week. It's 
Uh, it's Nick Osmond and several other guys for Stone Memorial, but Nick uh, really is part of that. As Nick goes, this offense goes. Yep. How do you uh, how do you limit him? How do you control him? What what is the without giving too much away? What's the game plan uh, for a really talented quarterback? Well, again, understanding you know what they like to do and how they do things. Uh, he is a very talented kid. He makes a lot of things happen. When things do break down, he still has the ability to make things happen with his legs and still throw the ball downfield. So it comes back down to uh, you know, like I said, just understanding. And then, uh, you know, our guy's been in the right spot, and then it comes down to making the plays. I mean, you can know what to do. You can be in the right spot, but then you also have to produce when your number's called. So, and that's all phases of the game. So, uh, again, that's why we get four days to prepare. We're going to take every day seriously and then show up with our best, uh, our best effort. It certainly will take their best effort. A Stone Memorial and DeKalb County face off on Friday night. That was Tigers head coach Steve Trapp. We appreciate him joining us. When we come back, it's Upperman head coach Adam Kane as we head to Baxter to check in with the 5-0 and Bs on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. From Smithville, we go to Baxter on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We catch up with head coach Adam Kane as the Bees of Upperman sit 5-0 and on the year. Uh, coach, down the stretch, it was a bit of a closer game with White County than you maybe expected. How did your team, or how was your team, able to close this one out? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you would describe it as closing it out. Um, we just kind of kind of were able to, to to hang on um you know they got a really uh pinions a really dynamic player um you know he he was able to to find some uh i, I really don't know how to describe what he found there in the second half i guess his his scramble game um we literally watched the film yesterday with the players and uh I guess the last twenty, twenty five plays of the ball game were just us blitzing him, him scrambling around and one out of every four balls was uh completed to one of a, one of his players and, and so um you know I, I think we gotta get a little bit more prepared to to handle this uh you know what we call a scramble drill um and be able to to make sure we got receivers covered downfield um but then i think you got to give him credit for just being a you know a, a true competitor and a guy that was just unwilling to you know to give in uh last friday night you know we we were able to when we weren't fumbling the ball or, or mishandling onside kicks, we were able to you know, score, and uh, so I was I was pleased with that. You know, we we, we have played some some games that have been one score games where we've been able to, you know, at least make enough plays on the offensive side to to win the game. But uh, definitely would not say that I was proud of the way we closed that one out. Well, Coach, you started to talk about it a little bit there. What has to change as you guys continue to play tight ball games? I, I know every coach would say, hey, you know what? I, I love coming out on the winning end of one-score games. I love being that team. But what's got to change so that you guys maybe aren't in such tight ball games, uh, you know, going forward? Yeah, I, I think, honestly, last weekend had a little bit more to do with, with, uh, with you know, 
them making plays. Um, now, I do think we contributed to it with two fumbles in the first, two lost fumbles in the second half. Um, and then, you know, they were able to recover an onside kick that we, you know, to be quite honest with you, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have been trying to handle it. Um, so I think, you know, it's pretty easy to explain how that happened last week. Um, you know, I, I do feel like, uh, unlike other weeks, I feel like we came out with some focus and energy in, in, in the second half. But, um, you know, when you shoot yourself in the foot, it's against a quality opponent. That, that That's you know, you're, you're fixing to be in a, in one of those deals. And, uh, the same thing's going to be true this week. You know, if we go up there to Cumberland and, and don't do what we're, don't do what we're supposed to do, it's going to be another tight ball game. And, and so, uh, you know, our biggest thing last week and this week is we want to get better. You know, we want to get better as a team. And so hopefully, you know, we can, play better a little bit longer this weekend what is the emphasis this week how do the upperman bees get better this week going into cumberland county yeah we 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 spent a good time yesterday uh working some situational stuff um you know it seems like we're we're struggling you know we get teams behind the chains uh you know third and 12 third and 15 even fourth down uh you know kind of what I would refer to as desperation situations. And uh, it seems like uh, we're not playing quite as good in those situations. So we spent a, you know, about a 15 minute block of time yesterday trying to simulate what people are doing to us. Uh, a big part of that was the, the scramble drill stuff. Uh, you know, when the quarterback breaks out of the pocket, um, what, what everybody's responsibilities are then. Um, and so hopefully that'll, you know, allow us to maybe get off the field, whereas we, we you know, gave up some third downs and fourth downs last, uh, last Friday. Um, and then also, you know, what we're seeing each week is, is teams are coming out in, in kind of some unconventional formations and and stuff you know stuff they haven't shown on film and so we 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 spent a good bit of time trying to make sure we could adjust and adapt and uh you know still be able to be sound against you know things that guys that, that opponents might be trying to do to us you mentioned a lot of teams starting to come out in unconventional fronts, do some unconventional things. When that happens, when it's something you didn't see on film or you didn't necessarily prep for as much as maybe you'd like to, how much easier is your job when you know you can just turn the ball around offensively and hand off to Ethan Polk or just let Bronson Chafin uh, run for himself with that very you know big physical frame? Well, that's been a, a, a huge benefit, you know, when, when we're possessing the football, you know, uh, the big thing is we can't, we can't turn the ball over and give people easy, you know, short fields and, and extra possessions. Um, but I feel good. I, I, I like the way Ethan is a, you know, a, a North and South physical runner. Uh, I think that complements 
you know, the, the style we like to play in our run game. And then, and then Bronson, you know, has, has kind of developed into a true, you know, dual threat guy. You know, he's a guy that has been very efficient in the passing game and, you know, has also shown that, that, you know, he can kind of make plays um, outside the framework of, you know, the, the offensive play call, so to speak. And so, you know, that's demoralizing for defenses. And, um, you know, I, I think we got to, you know, dial up some more opportunities for him to do that. Upperman B's head coach, Adam Kane. Coach, before we let you go, you mentioned it, the Jets coming up uh, on Friday. And if you go there and you don't play your best, it could be tight. What does Cumberland County do well that you guys have to key on come Friday evening? Yeah, first of all, they they always, you know, kind of really try to get after us. Um, you know, we, we, we seem to always, you know, get a, a, a really good effort from them. Um, I think they're pretty physical. Uh, you know, Coach Raps got them playing very hard. Um, the guys, you know, are, are flying around and, and, you know, trying to make plays. Um, I like the way their tailback is running the football. Um you know, they get into some unbalanced stuff that can create some problems for your defense. Uh, they, you know, he seems to be trying to keep you off balance with their run pass stuff. They threw the ball a lot more last week than they did before and, and you know, are executing their their screen game at a, at a pretty high level. So, um, you know, they got some good-sized boys. Uh, they got some guys that look like they've uh, – been a lot of time in the weight room and so i'm sure they're going to be hard for us to block um we're, we're expecting a, a very competitive football game and you know our focus is on trying to get better this week as a football team and so hopefully we can play a little bit better in in um, the situational stuff and uh you know hopefully we can get better on both sides of the ball and uh, you know have a good performance Upperman head coach Adam Kane joining us there. A lot to say as they had a great game, a battle with White County last Friday and a big one coming up this Friday at Cumberland County. When we return, we now head or we will head to Jamestown to check in with York, who put 70-plus points on the board last week. We'll ask head coach Derwin Wright, how in the world does that happen? And spoiler alert, even he didn't necessarily know Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this is the High School Playbook. The High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We began in Smithville, took a trip over to Baxter, and now we head north to Jamestown, where we check in with head coach Derwin Wright and the York Institute Dragons, who, as I said previously, put up 70-plus points last week. Coach Wright, I think simply put, how in the world do you put 70 points up in a high school football game? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out myself. We, uh, I mean, we had, I think it was 33 points in the second quarter. Uh, it just, you know, we, we, we played our first team through the first two quarters and then, you know, we went in at half. I think it was 50, 52 or 53, nothing. We played our, we, we went straight to our JV and, uh, uh, you know, I, I just, I just think they, they kind of unraveled and uh, never been a part of anything like that. 
Well, Coach, I mean, certainly you can put the JV in. You can take your starters out. I mean, sometimes things are just clicking on all cylinders. So what did it mean uh, to see your team in all aspects, all the way down through your JV, having that level of really offensive and defensive success? Well, you, you know, as coach, you're sitting there and you're just proud. You realize, you know, you're always trying to coach your ones and twos a lot. And you got your, you know, other guys working with your JV. And you just got to see all those kids go in and all of them do their jobs, you know, and, 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 and got them on film and got to go back and look at it and say, okay, this is really good. This is an area you can improve. So, you know, it's just a, as a head coach, it's just it's just you know neat looking back and 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 seeing everything firing on all cylinders, as you said. When you have a Friday night that's that successful from top to bottom, from the Aiden Sweat Thomases of the world all the way through your final JV guy, when you're that successful, how do you come back on Monday and get the guys to look forward to refocus and to understand that as impressive as that was that's probably one of the rarest things that'll ever happen in a high school football game. Well, that's exactly the, the part of the conversation you just said, or part of what you just said. I, I came in and said, Hey guys, you know, they, they had one of those nights where things wouldn't go in their way. And, you know, they're, they're a young football team and they unraveled and, and, and not everything's what we did. Some of it's what was not being done on the other side of the ball. And I said, you know, we've got to uh, realize we're playing Livingston. It's a rival for us, and uh, they're an improved team, and, and, and they're going to throw everything they got at us. So we've got to refocus and be ready to play. You alluded to it right there. You've heard it from several coaches who have watched film or talked about uh, Livingston this year. This is not the same Wildcats team we've seen in the past couple of seasons. What have you noticed that's different on film maybe uh, about Livingston Academy this year versus the past couple of years? Well, I think they're sound defensively. They're 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 running the, you know, the, the same defense and more creative on offense, trying to get his playmakers the ball in different ways and uh, you know, uh, they're 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 looking at what you're doing, they're trying to exploit what you're doing, you know, and that then there's some creativity in the in, in the offense and what they're doing. You also talked about this is obviously a rivalry game. York and, and LA are certainly rivals. How do you get your guys this week to kind of put away that A, it's a rivalry game, and B, as we just got done talking about, this isn't the same L.A. team, so you can't underestimate them, and you can't go in and be emotional about the rivalry, or all of a sudden you'll find yourself trailing. Uh, and you're correct. That's just, uh, you know, you just got to coach hard like you do each week, and, and, you know, I'm not talking a lot about, you know, the rivalry. I'm just talking about, you know, we've got to get – ready to play this is what they do this is this is what we need to do and uh you know get the emotion out of it and just just get ready to play football hey coach derwin wright york institute dragons coach uh before we let you go here without giving too much away obviously uh how do you counter some of the things that the wildcats do well and what are some things uh that you've got to try to take advantage of this week uh from your end well, I just look at it, be, be fundamental, take care of the football, be fundamental on defense, you know, do your jobs and, uh, 
just just be fundamental. You know, play play just good good solid football. Can't get much simpler than that, can it, Coach? Do the fundamental things. That's it. That's it. You know, just do a good job blocking and tackling and playing your position. York Dragons head coach Derwin Wright with us there. No small feat, as you heard him talk about. Livingston Academy this week, the Dragons and the Wildcats in a rivalry game. At L.A., you can tune in on WLIV. Coverage will begin at 6.15. Right now on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, we come back and catch up with Jackson County head coach Sean Loftus in Gainesboro. Get a health update and talk about their big win last week before facing a very physical Trousdale County team this week. To Gainesboro now on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders to check in with the Blue Devils and head coach Sean Loftus we begin with a health update, as that is easily the biggest hurdle that Jackson County will face every week. Head coach Sean Loftus, Coach Loftus, uh, what is the update? Expecting to crack that 20 number for the first time, uh, hopefully in several weeks? <laughs> yeah, we uh, we should be uh, pretty much uh, uh, you know as healthy as we've been in the last uh, couple of weeks. I mean, I think when it's all said and done this week we'll be around 20 or 21 or so dressed uh in hopes of getting maybe uh uh one more i've got two that are two or three two is out for the year and then one that uh hopefully be back sometime uh either after fall break or or the or something like that in another couple of weeks but uh but we should be good this week as far as you know we didn't everybody that you know that had to be checked up on this weekend. Everybody was good. Uh, and also then we got back two kids that didn't play last week. So, I mean, we're, uh, I think we'll be good as far as that goes. And somewhere around, I can't remember if it's 21 or so kids or, or 22 will be dressed this week. Well, that's the news we like to hear. Also, coming off a win, a very impressive one at that against Red Boiling Springs. What's the feeling around the team? What's the confidence uh, that maybe uh, you guys have a little bit more coming off that uh, nice victory last Friday? Well, just with 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 winning a game, I mean that just that that in itself uh, makes you know Monday's practice. Uh, you know, be a little bit more spirited uh, and things. I mean, I, I mean, those kids, uh, you know, they, they played so hard Friday and, um, you know, in a game that uh, we thought coming in, you know, four scores might keep us in it. Uh, and, uh, you know, our defense hung there strong there at the very end and was able to get two big stops and stuff. And, uh, but, uh, but they're excited. Um, and, you know, now we're, we're, we're faced with another challenge of, you know, in a, in a Trousdale team that uh, Trousdale County team that's well coached, uh, with lots of tradition, and uh, you know, and being on the road, it's a region game. So I mean, we've we've got to uh, you know now focus on them and uh, and then and play our best football game and in, in hopes of uh, you know be, uh, you know trying to to win our uh, first region ball game. Yeah, a lot of challenges coming up on Friday. We'll speak on that here momentarily. But where do you guys improve this week? What's the emphasis for the Blue Devils this week in practice? Uh, just, I mean, you know, lining up, uh, you know, obviously defensively and and, and, and tackling well. I mean, uh, being able to, uh, you know, the Gregory kid number six is uh, is who we've got to, you know, it's, it's kind of – 
at Prowsdale goes as he goes, and you know he's a a big stout running back slash quarterback, uh, and so we've got to tackle well uh, this week, and uh, uh, you know, and, and lining up and and doing everybody's got to do their job, and then on the offensive end, you know, we just got to we got to be able to finish drives. <clears throat> Um, you know, we got to, to work on, uh, you know, going back to some basic stuff as far as like just blocking, tackling and, uh, you know, and just and, and throwing and catching the ball and stuff like that was a lot. Well, we, you know, it's mostly what we did yesterday in practice, just went back to a lot of fundamental work yesterday. And then uh, and, and today and tomorrow will be, you know, more of the, uh, the grunt work and, uh, you know, game plan type situations and stuff. Trousdale, you mentioned it, right? Gregory, they go as as he goes. He's not the only big, tough, physical back they've got. It's really a two-headed monster at times. How do you play them physically while accounting for the fact that four quarters and and 22 guys, certainly you can get wore out pretty fast uh, with the level of physicality those two running backs can provide? Well, and and that's part of it. I mean, and then on that's what we talked about yesterday is, you know, we, we've got to play as hard as we can play as long as we can play, uh, you know, four quarters Friday, you know, and we've got to, everybody's got to bring their hard hat. Everybody's got to be ready to hit. Everybody's got to be ready to play as physical of a ball game as we've played, uh, you know, up to this point, uh, because we know that's what it's going to have to take in order for us to, you know, be in this ball game and have an opportunity in the end. Um, and that's all I ask for is just, you know, play the best we possibly can. Um, you know, make plays when you get the opportunity. Make tackles when you get the opportunity, um, and just leave it all out there. Come Friday, and, and you know, when it's all said and done, um, you know, let it all uh, let it all hang out and um, and play as hard and as long as we can possibly go. As hard and as long as they can possibly go, and they'll need to do just that, ladies and gentlemen. As Trousdale County, you heard us talk about it, has two very physical running backs that they will have to contend with this season, or this week, that is, uh, in Gainesboro. I'm Colin Castleberry, the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. It's McMinnville and Warring County head coach Matt Turner when we return. We began tonight's program in Smithville, took a couple visits and stops in between, but now we stop in McMinnville at Warren County High School. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Catching up with head coach Matt Turner, who despite being on a losing streak, says he is very proud of what his team has done at times. The question was, how do you get all 11 guys to play this week instead of 9 or 10 on any given play? Yeah, you know, I mean, we're such a young team, and I know a lot of people are saying that, but uh, we're a young, inexperienced team, and and, and they're getting better. I know the scoreboard's not uh, showing that, uh, but they're seeing the mistakes that were made on film, and and, and they're also seeing the the good things that we are doing and and the opportunity that – and the potential that they have to be more successful uh, on Friday nights, you know, by eliminating, uh, you know, either, you know, bobble snap or, uh, you know, a, a mental mistake. And, uh, you know, and I mean, we're just sticking to the process and and, uh, and just continuing to work and get better. And, you know, we've had a good week of practice. And, and uh, you know, we're just going to we're just going to keep chopping wood, man. Keep chopping wood, and the process gets a little more interesting this week. You go on the road to Cookville, 
was also uh, on a bit of a losing streak. How do you become the team this week that walks away with a W? What does Warren County have to do? Before we talk about what Cookville does well, what does Warren County have to do to walk out of Cookville in a rivalry game with a W? Well, you know, we got to be physical. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the team that is the most physical and, and the team that has the the, the the fewest mistakes, you know, and the, the team that obviously puts puts that gets, you know, uh, those 11 guys putting it together uh, more so than the other team, you know, because I think Cougals, uh got a lot of similarities with us as, as far as still, I mean, being younger than, than most and, uh, you know, and Coach has done a great job up there building his guys and, and you know, and they're getting, they've gotten better each year and, uh, you know, so as far as just you know, eliminating mistakes and, and being physical and, and we've been preaching, putting it together for four quarters, you know. Uh, seems like sometimes we have a, a good half or we may have a good third quarter or uh, or we finish strong at the end of a game or something, but we've uh, been challenging our guys, to, you know, to put it together four quarters, you know, and one play at a time. So what do the Cavs do well that you guys have to key on this week? What makes Cookville such a dangerous team despite, as you kind of alluded to for your guys, the scores not necessarily reflecting uh, how good they can be? Yeah, you know, of course, uh, 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 Owens, I mean, the quarterback, he's a hard runner and, 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 and good decision maker. Uh, you know, he. I think the coaches have given him some uh, freedom with different things and you know, and the, the offensive line gets off the ball and, and things blocks. And, and uh, you know, and, of course, they've got a couple hard-nosed runners. And, and you know, and then they're, they're, they, they're up front defensively, man, they get after it. You know, they got some DNs that uh, really penetrate and, and, and control the line of scrimmage. And, and I feel like, uh, you know, obviously just about any ball game, but more so this one than any, uh, you know, it's going to be – going to be dictated up there by the by them hogs up front you know if we can uh uh control the line of scrimmage or maintain the line of scrimmage you know uh because Google man and then of course they've got some good linebackers that you know uh that cover the ground really well you know so um uh you know it's just going to be a uh a coach like I said coach Hennigan's done a heck of a job well-coached program that you know we've got to be on our p's and q's man We've talked each week over the last several weeks since he took over in the Lebanon game about uh, your quarterback, your young quarterback that is in Brady Swallows, stepping up to the plate, growing more each week. What is this week? Where is the aspect of the game that you feel like he's something's maybe clicking for him uh, this week heading into the Cookville game? Well, you know, I think just the timing a lot with our passing game, you know, uh, the timing, uh, and it's hard to duplicate that game speed timing in practice, uh, but I think that the receivers and, 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 and he and the coaching staff have done a really good job uh, this week trying to really improve on, the, you know, just that, that, that extension of the run game, the, the, the hitches, the, 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 the little quick slants and the speed, you know, where you can dink and dunk and move the ball and, and, and stay in front of the sticks, you know, because that's something that's really hurt us. Uh, and, and then just uh, – you know, just some of the uh, simple ball security of, of quarterback uh, or center quarterback exchange and, and maybe even quarterback running back exchanges, you know, just the actually just getting uh, more comfortable in the timing and the speed of, of everybody, you know, because it always 
seems like it increases on Friday night just because of the the intensity and and the nerves and 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 uh, that stuff. So, but you know, we've been. He's. I feel like he's settling in and 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 really maturing. Head coach Matt Turner, Warren County Pioneer football coach. Before we let you go, you're uh, as we mentioned a few times, you're going on the road to Cookville. It's homecoming for the Cavs. Certainly not the priority, but has there been uh, any message, any thought to hey, we can go spoil homecoming for Cookville if we go up here and play our best football? Oh, of course, you know, uh, you know, and of course, being being the uh, homecoming opponent has not been it's something that you know uh, unfortunately we're familiar to uh, and of course we're going to play that card and, and you know and we talk about you know I'm sure coach uh, Hennigan's talked about trying to keep his guys focused and the task at hand and then all the things that go about being a homecoming uh, week uh, and of course we you know uh, that's exactly what we want to do is, is full and, and and you know and and uh, disrupt their homecoming and uh and also i feel you know we we discussed that but we, more so than anything we've talked about you know our goal is to to extend our season and be in the playoffs and and a region win will definitely help allow us to to get in the driver's seat and and uh you know maybe uh have that uh, reach that goal Warren County head football coach Matt Turner as the Pioneers get set to visit the Cavs in Cookville on Friday night. You can listen on News Talk 94.1. Coverage will begin at around 640 or 645. It's a rivalry game and somebody's got to come out on top. Both teams on a losing streak. We'll find out who the winner is come Saturday morning. Right now, this is the high school playbook on a Wednesday evening built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We check in with what could have been the game of the week. There were just too many to choose from this week, folks. Uh, But White County taking on Macon County this week, coming off a loss to Upperman. We now speak with head coach Curtis Beatty. And uh, coach, listen, Upperman, a great team, 5-0 on the year. Uh, We talked with them earlier in the show. But what were the Bees able to do that gave you guys all kinds of issues uh, last Friday night? Like you said, they're a really good football team, number two team in the state. Our, our classification, Coach Kane's done a really well job down there at Upman year after year after year. And uh, just just them in general, they got really good players giving us fits. And uh, we felt like we, we moved the ball on them. We just couldn't score. They 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 bent a little bit on us and, and just didn't ever break there in the first half. And we finally got in the end zone there in the second half and, and kind of got some turnovers and made it a contest. It's a three-game losing streak now, but it's all in one score or even less games. How do you flip the script and start looking to come out on the winning end of these close games? Well, and I, I've, I've said it each week, and uh, we're getting there. We're getting better, and that's the goal. Uh, I think sometimes we, we tend to forget as coaches because we get tied up in this season that we, we graduated 22 kids from this program, and – one of the best players, if not the best player to ever play here in Malachi Dow, to be in those games against senior heavy teams. Uh, we're proud of our kids for being hanging around, fighting in those games. We're, we're just, as a young team, we got to learn to finish games or start games. We're, we're still talking about trying to play four quarters. And as a young team, sometimes uh, you run into those little traps where, where you don't play four quarters of uh, great football, you're going to have mistakes here and there. And we're just not good enough to win games. Hopefully, when you do that. 
on the road again this week. You head to Macon County. What do you guys have to do to, to either counter some things they do or take advantage of some things you think you guys can do? Sure. Well, we just got to be defensively. They, they do a good job. They got Gabe Borders, uh, Mr. Football finalist from last year. Very talented. And they, they got uh, the Gregory kid that's played really well for them this year. And they, they've got a lot of guys on offense that can, can score. Uh, we just got to play discipline football. We got to run to the ball and tackle and continue to do what we've been doing defensively to try to give ourselves some chances there, create some turnovers. Offensively, we just got to be us and not make make mistakes uh, in the in the blocking uh, schemes. We we have two or three guys miss a block here or there, and then Trip has to try to make three guys miss before he ever gets to the line of scrimmage, and that it makes it hard on him. What is the emphasis for you guys this week? It may be a lot of what you were just talking about, but you hear coaches talk all the time about uh, the difference between preparing for an opponent and just getting better ourselves. What do you guys have to do concentrating on the Warriors this week? Well, I think I think a little bit of both. Uh, obviously, they're Macon County's another top ten team in the state, so you can't not focus on what they do and and completely ignore that. But at the same time, when you got the majority of your football team that just played their fifth varsity high school football game, you do have to spend a whole lot of time focusing on yourself and continue to try to get your kids better in your system. And, uh, you know, you just do what you do and try to try to slow down making County as best you can. And like I said, uh, be in it in the fourth quarter again and try to sneak out a win. Try to sneak out a win. That's White County head coach Curtis Beatty as they get set to go on the road to Macon County and, Certainly making no slouch, a very good team in and of their own right who played a very tight game as well, not unlike White County with Upperman earlier in the season. Coming back to closing out, we do go now to the game of the week. Monterey taking on Gordonsville. We'll talk with Monterey head coach Scott Hughes about their issues seemingly with getting wins at home versus on the road and so much more on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, and we finally get to your game of the week here at the end of the program. Monterey hosting Gordonsville, and head coach Scott Hughes is always kind enough to join us to talk a little Monterey Wildcat football. And coach, uh, you and me have talked about it before, right? Back home, weirdly, how in the world do you improve home field performance? Well, you know, for us, we, we've kind of went went to the same stuff we've been doing when we're on the road. I mean, we haven't changed anything. Um, you know, when you when you look at uh, the two teams that we've played at home, though, you you know, we've played, you know, arguably the, the best team in two-way. And uh, we, we played a Clay County team that, uh, you know, was on a roll. And, and we knew that going into that game that they were very talented and, and very well coached. And, uh, you know, we – we had to focus, and, and so hopefully what we're going to do is, is go back to, you know, our first home game, I thought we had a great effort. You know, you go back and you look at the East Robertson game, and, and you know, we, we have a great effort from start to finish. And, you know, we're down a touchdown with six minutes to go, and so if we can get back to that mentality, um, you know, we're we not saying we're going to win, but we can be competitive, we feel. What on the field has to improve this week? We know a lot of the mentality has to to change, but what do you guys have to do on the field better this week to walk away with a victory? Well, you know, we got to be we got to be more sound and and more disciplined uh, with, with our pre snap reads on both sides of the football. Um, we got to be very physical 
and we got to play fast. When you look at what Gordonsville does, um, a lot of speed across the board. Uh, very impressed with our overall team speed, including their linemen. And and so you know we have to be able to recognize and play uh, with a with a really fast edge and 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 be able to move um, at all all three levels, whether it's offense or defense, um, and and be able to move at all three levels in that, whether it's the D line linebackers, secondary, so so on and so forth. Um, you know, just very impressed with the the overall team speed again that Gordonsville has, and and impressed with their their coaches and and what their schemes are. Um, you know, traditional football program that that always has a, a high level of success. So it's a huge challenge for us. Yeah, I mean, and again, you're you're at home that hasn't been that successful. A rivalry game certainly with Gordonsville. I know we've talked about it in the past. It's not something that you really think about that that you try to keep your guys from thinking about, but how does that work throughout a week of practice? How do you make your guys understand it's just another game? It's not a rivalry. I know we've lost at home, but we can win. How do you kind of take all of that mental pressure a 16, 17 year old kid can put on themselves out of the equation? Well, I'll, I'll be honest. You're the first person that's mentioned anything about a rivalry. So uh, there we I, go. I don't know where that comes from. Um, in my mind, we don't really have any, true rivalry game as some of these other schools have uh, and, and maybe I'm missing something but um, you know we, we just take it one week at a time and, and we know it's another really really strong opponent which which just about everybody you know uh, that has rolled in here so far has, has been a strong opponent and uh, you know we're excited about the challenge you know and, and the focus for these guys you know, and, and the mindset in our locker room is, is just understanding that, you know, we're going day by day and uh, we never look ahead at, at any opponents and, and we're just trying to get 1% better every time we step out on the field or every time we step in the weight room. Uh, that's the focus for us is, is just that slow, gradual improvement uh, and making sure that when we leave mentally and physically, we're better that day with the ultimate goal of, of putting on a good performance on Friday night. In that vein, uh, you've had you know just a day or two worth of practice and film study. Uh, how do you feel the team has kind of put in the prep this week, preparing for such a tough challenge in Gordonsville on Friday? Well, you know, we we came back uh, on Monday with a good attitude, and and you know, I, I thought they were asking a lot of positive questions. Um, I, I thought our our focus was really good uh, as far as game plan and installs. Um, you know, our our indie periods and things like that were, were with high energy. And, uh, you know, so I'm really excited. Uh, you know, it's day-to-day with teenagers. You never know the mindset. But but early on this week, I, I've been really pleased with the focus and the mindset. Um, it's been something that was reminiscent of the weeks that we've had some success and, and, and had a good performance on Friday night. And, and we've been telling these guys, it, it's all their mindset. You know, if they show up and they're ready to compete, uh, then they're going to fly around and, and they're going to have an opportunity to be in a competitive game. And, and, you know, with anything, if your mindset is negative and it's not where it needs to be, then you're going to struggle. Um, and, and you're not going to want to be, um, you know, participating. You're not going to, you're not going to want to go at a high level. And, and so for us, it's trying to balance practice to make sure that we're fresh coming on Friday, uh, trying to recover as fast as we can, uh, with as many two way guys as we have. And, and it's a process and, um, it's something that our, our young men have to be mature about because there's some things that they have to do on their own. Uh, and that, that's what makes it a little bit more difficult is we don't get to hold their hand and, and it's not a, 
you know, a college environment where we have um, student trainers or or we have, uh, a, you know, a, a huge athletic training staff or a nutrition staff. Um, so a lot of the things that we're doing, uh, we're giving the young men the information and, and it's can they go and, and do it themselves and be prideful about uh, what they're trying to accomplish. Head coach Scott Hughes, Monterey Wildcats, as they get set to take on Gordonsville in your game of the week. Coverage begins at 640 on Sports Radio 104.7. Elsewhere, you heard from uh, York Institute and head coach Derwin Wright earlier. They take on Livingston Academy this Friday night on WLIV. That's 101.9. AM 920 WLIV coverage will begin with myself and David Ledbetter at 615. And Cookville plays host to Warren County in a rivalry game where somebody's got to walk away with a win. The Pioneers and the Cavaliers both on losing streaks. Who will come out on top? Tune in around 645 on News Talk 94.1 for that one. Tonight, thank you so much to each of the coaches who joined me. I'm Colin Castleberry, and this has been the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders.